Yeah, treat her right. Treat her right. Squeeze her real gentle. Squeeze her real gentle. Make her feel good. Make her feel good. applause at home is what you can hear. <laughs> Welcome everybody live from the Dutch Hall. We are Canada's only late night po- uh, talk show. And we are the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. And we are that way because we have the greatest band in Canadian late night history, the Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah, baby. <laughs> this week they're comprised of the man that writes the music for the show, the, this week's savior of the original Fab Four of the Nocturnal Emissions. This is a long title day. <laughs> He's back again. He's our co-host. Dave Charters is here. <laughs> and beside him, he's long from a, a, a travels all over the world, spreading joy with his music. He's filling in on lead guitar. Braden Akuma is here, folks. Oh, yeah. And on the tonight, you know what? 
on most of our, uh, I don't know, how can I say this about people? I would say he's in our hearts. He's on percussions and in our hearts. Ken Belange is here. And the only woman to represent all women tonight for the wheel of dirtbag. Lacey Victoria is here from Dunville, Ontario. Oh, yeah. Great name. <laughs> and beside her is really, oh, really a woman that, she's going to make it hard for me to complete this show. She's, she's a real distraction because of her beauty. Dr. Jane Van Dyke is here. Thank you. And now, introducing the host of Live from the Dutch Hall, two-time President two Award time. winner. Two time President Award winner Peter Van Dyke. Sorry, Jane. Woo. I was busting your chops. <laughs> I was just busting well, your chops. Well, see, I don't know how to pause like you yeah, know how you to pause. To, it's all in the timing there. It's yeah. like it's like who's the, here's the host of the show, two time. Two time. <laughs> you got fun with two time. Two time is the thing, and then once you, and then once everybody else stops playing with two time, then you know, Pete. I mean, right, like, and then even after Pete, pause because the people are excited <laughs> after Pete, right? Want to say Pete? They're like people are still like going, "Oh my God!" It they is know him. What's coming. It is him. You know? And then they go, "Van," and they go, "I'm still right." And then once you hit Dyke, they're like, "I was right all the time." Is Pete Van Dyke? <laughs> and then people just explode, and the roof tears off the place. <laughs> Is that what it's like when you go on the road, Brain? No. No, it's not like that at <laughs> no. all. You can't ever recreate it bigger, like where you play for at a Legion somewhere and there's like, uh, you know, you're not sure if people are going to remember that they saw the show because they're in the past the point where their brain is able to retain memories, you know? Right. <laughs> Every time is the first and time. You're yeah, and you're questioning, you know, like, what, why am I doing this? You know, is this what, I, what, I, what I'm doing with my artistic talent you know tell, is that is that my hit on it sort of but the alternative <laughs> is hard labor so oh it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well worth it yeah. yeah well worth it now would you do that dave would you uh would you go to like if you knew you're done that you're done at your master of industries job right and now you get a job where you can work in an old folks home and you can play for people who uh, won't remember like so you can play this, you can work on new stuff all the time like you could um you could play a new song, and then the guy doesn't like it, and then you just say, oh, I got another one for you, and play the same song again, and then he would be like listening to it. I don't like that one either. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, It would m wouldn't matter if he liked it or didn't like it. If he liked it, it would be great, because he'd have a pleasant experience over and over again. But even if it had a bad one, he wouldn't remember it, so then you could still do it to him again. Is that my only option for careers at this point? Yeah, otherwise you sit at home. The other <laughs> option is you sit at home, and you do nothing at all. Then, yeah, I'd probably take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah. You would get for the fun. stories alone. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you? Just for the stories? Yeah, you'd probably get some good ones. Like in that Stanhope book you lent me, uh, he did a lot of jobs for the stories, right, Brady? Yeah. 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 He'd do like telemarketing and gay. What was the. Was gay telemarketing? Like yeah, it was like gay uh, phone sex. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a, one of those 976 <laughs> lines. Oh, God. And just for the just, stories. Yeah, just for the stories. He's like, I'm definitely taking that job. Like, and every job he took, he was doing it for the story or to get back at a girlfriend or show he could do it but he never wanted the job like he just would get jobs to like be able to get the stories from it you know which i think is awesome like Commitment. that's yeah it's the way to live life don't you agree lacy nah. isn't life about the stories yes so you have to make <laughs> things happen otherwise you don't have any stories 
Like if you continue the same process day after day after day, right? You're gonna you're not gonna have anything to talk about. It's gonna be the same thing. People say, What's up with you? And you're like, uh, nothing. If I did the same thing I do all the time. I wake up, I go to work, come home, go to sleep. Yeah, you gotta change it up to get stories. I don't know if I would go right to gay phone sex. <laughs> but yeah, that's a leap. What are you yeah. looking for? A good story or like a mediocre story? <laughs> I play in the church band. We can't all have that. <laughs> we can't all have that credit. <laughs> Different stories, eh? Different yeah. stories. Well, I, well like, like, for example, we're having a Van Dyke hockey tournament coming up. You are in my family somehow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. You're in my hotel Super room, Super excited. I'm sh- I might be sleeping with charters, Jane. Same bed. Yeah. Define sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, like it'll be, it won't well, be if we make it back there we'll be falling down somewhere this is the, this is the, in the definition room. of sleeping there is charters me and my brother uh, Paul the, the uh, former director of uh, he's currently <laughs> on assignment <laughs> in uh, Panama yeah that's right yeah so, uh, we should say that he's on he's assignment on in assignment. Panama and Steve and uh, or sorry and Wes is at work and Steve and uh, Mike are dead to us <laughs> yeah <Right. laughs> Who goes to a show on a Thursday? This is the only show I go to on a Thursday. Yeah. You already got a show on Thursday. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. They're in London watching the Sheepdogs. What are you doing? And if they don't get us something good, as far as a promo for the show or something like that, like I asked for. If they don't bring the Sheepdogs in here next week, yeah. then I don't think it was worth it. Is that That's how big you want a gesture? Yeah. Well, you look at whatever... Even if I would do a phone interview. If, if they got us, that would be able to sati- quench your current anger that you're in. It'll be able to yeah. like throw... You know what? I'll, I'll even take it a step back. If they can get a recording of the Sheepdogs doing some sort of promo for Live from the Dutch Hall... Yeah, that's what I asked for. ...and share it, then uh, that would be good enough. They better have that, at least, or they're dead to me. Yeah, I think they are. I, d- I expected it from the German, but not from Michael. Not from my kin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't expect it from my blood. Not on a Thursday, Michael. Not on a Thursday, Michael. I'm you know better. Not terrible, Michael. No, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't do that. Oh. Even Cash. Yeah. Even Cash showed up. <laughs> you jackass. Is that Dutch for Kev? Cash. 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 It's Cash from. It's Cash from Norsfriesland. Norsfriesland, yes. It's Cash from. You know what? The funny thing about when we, t- the this is an old feedback thing. And I'll, we'll get to it before real. We'll get to it before real feedback. But uh, we have um, we had uh, oh sugar. I forgot. Remind me. Feedback. No, no. But uh, before we get into feedback, we we what were we talking about right before that though? It's Dutch. Cash. Cash. Oh yes. Thank you. Uh, the people <laughs> in that, you know, uh, the cheese lady, she said that she uh, told oh, that yeah. story where she's in the, she had to wear snow pants, and we didn't know what she's talking about, the holes or the fuck holes or, right? But oh, remember, yeah. Remember we did uh, the episode uh, for the uh, uh, the alarm cock for Valentine's Day? <laughs> I, we did. We recorded it on like a Monday or something like that, and it was just us guys around the room, and we, we did the fuck holes thing, and when we started doing the talking... Kevin asked, "What's the fuckholes?" The fuck and then, oh. uh, they, were you there? You weren't there for no, it. No, I wasn't. Oh, it was everybody but you. Yeah, that's why it was a good show. Everyone liked it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, they were like, "That's a perfect show." I don't know what was different about. <laughs> don't it. change a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, no, anyways, that was really a fun show. And the cheese lady said when she was telling her story, it was about the fuckholes, and she thought that was funny. She loves the fuckholes. Then Bruce Veltri, another guy who gives 
feedback on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, he he said the same thing. That was the best episode of all times. Was the really? alarm cock. And then uh, and you started noticing that super fans liked that episode because it was all the inside jokes from the show, like this the the fuck whole spit yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So people who really watch or listen to the show on a regular basis. The, the people we like the most. Yeah, the people we like the most. The people that give us free gifts and stuff like that. Like those people have won our hearts with with monetary items. And we <laughs> like them. <laughs> right? I like to think uh, yeah, anyways, we we'll get into all this in the next seg- segment. But we did want to I did want to do one thing before we introduce uh got into uh the wheel of dirt bags. Ah. I don't know. The wheel of dirt bags. We have to uh, uh, talk to who is going to be on the panel today and what the rules of engagement are for the Wheel of Dirtbags. Uh, very, uh, very simple. When you have a wheel show on live from the Dutch Hall, it's a special occasion. We don't have them very often. The wheel shows are very special to us. I know. Us. It's very exciting. And this is uh, the Wheel of Dirtbags. And we have, uh, what we, uh, we've done this time is we've loaded up the Dutch Hall wheel with faces of eight different dirtbags that were... Um, that are known to the listeners of Live from the Dutch Hall because they're either in pop culture or at least in the zeitgeist of Live from the Dutch Hall, I would believe, of most people that, uh, that listen to our program. And what we did was we, uh, these guys were all accused of things uh, publicly and otherwise. And uh, what I thought it would be fun to do was discuss all these guys' crimes, but instead of a bunch of dudes and a sausage, sausage party like a normal Thursday night here at the Dutch Hall, where we all go on like we know the answers to the world. The idea was to invite <laughs> in four female comics to come here and uh, give the women's side of it so that we would be out uh, cocked on every uh, angle because there would be a, this barrage of women's power that would counteract us at every regard mm-hmm. and show us our ignorance and teach us how to be these enlightened men who are going to um, you know, be, be men of the future. And good examples to our daughters and that sort of thing, right? And yeah. sons. And sons, even. Yes, yes. So make them yes. the same sort of thing. Lead by example. Exactly, Jane. Exactly. But anyways, those girls didn't show up. And so now I know what it's like. <laughs> Me too. So fuck that idea. I'm a victim now <laughs> of the opposite sex really just fucking me over at the last minute. So I got my wife to come in. So now Lacey, the one, r- the one girl who came through for us, Lacey Victoria comes all the way from Dunville, trudging through the snow. She's here. She's representing all women. I said, you can't do that, Lacey. You can't shoulder the burden of all these women, of a whole gender, you know? And I said, you need the help of my wife, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the token partner. So the two of you... (laughs) Go, Lacey. (laughs) The (laughs) The two of you are representing all women. Now, on the counter side of the room, because I want you to know that you're in a safe space... You're in a very safe space, okay? We're both in the same corner. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You've been feeding us some booze. I didn't feed you nothing. <laughs> yeah, you've taken it out of your own you've accord. Taken it out of your own accord. <laughs> this is on Let's air. get that straight. Yeah. <laughs> do you, now, <laughs> now, I do have consent forms for the show. <laughs> I, I really do, but I've never had anyone sign them, and I thought that, uh, yeah, maybe I should add a few things if I had, especially with you on, Jane, because... Well, you're the most likely for me to take advantage of, let's face it. <laughs> because of all the women I've met in my life, you're the only one that's put out. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want. I'm not telling I'm not making any judgment calls. I'm just saying that's a fact. Yeah, this could be interesting, right? Huh? Yes. So 
we have to. So everyone that's listening to the program probably knows my wife. She's my wife. She's the one that married me. But Lacey Victoria, we do not know. Hi. So we need to we need to meet her before we get into this. Great name, by the way. Lacey now is Victoria. that your is that your birth certificate name? Part or is of it. it. A Facebook name. No, it's part of my birth certificate name. And now your friends call you that name? No. Your friends call you the first name, Lacey? Yeah. I normally go by Lacey. And is that your birth certificate name? Yeah. Lacey's awesome. on your birth certificate. Yeah. But the other one, Victoria. Victoria's also your my middle name? Yeah. And then your last name's something different. Yeah. But on in comedy do you go by the last name? No. And so I started I in publicly I'll go by my last name. I started doing that because I was um working for a local newspaper. Mm-hmm. So I would use my last name on the newspaper. And then if people wanted to look me up on Facebook, they couldn't find me because it's not my last name. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Now, but Good wh- plan. Wh- so should I bill you as that or as the other thing? Because <laughs> I, uh, I want to texting you all the time. Victoria's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't want to screw up. No, you're, you're doing now, great. Now, you're from, <laughs> du- you're from Dunville. Born and raised. And still live there. Uh, yeah, I just recently moved back. Right. Yeah. And why did you move back to Dunville? This is the question of everybody from Dunville <laughs> and that used to live in Dunville. Are saying, how did a person who got out come back? I moved back to open an art studio to teach kids how to do art. So you're actually uh, gentrifying Dunville. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And I do, you, uh, do you feel part of the community there? Oh, I'm a big part of the community. And you, is, is that uh, it's easy when you grew up in it because you because uh, you kind of like are aware of the families and the a little bit, yeah. I mean, we're kind of. We're trying to influence the arts in a rural agricultural hockey town. Yeah, well, you know so that's awesome. Yeah, it works. What, it's, what's it's gentrify works. mean? Just to enlighten me, gentrify. It means like you know how like in like in some cities like Harlem, you know, it used to be like rough back when we were young. Like they would make jokes about. Harlem. Oh, I remember how rough Harlem was. Remember <laughs> when we and you used to oh like yeah. hang out back in Harlem? Oh yeah, <laughs> rough, yeah. rough neck Boy, of the woods. Boy, it was rough when we 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 go for a stroll at night. We'd end up in Harlem somehow, and we're like, "Oh, Dave, I think me and you went to the wrong side of the tracks here." That was back in the day. Now you go there, and there's a goddamn uh, organic coffee shop <laughs> with a guy with a a a, a, a dreadlock ponytail uh, singing about peace and love. Oh really? Yeah, and that he's uh, he's a white albino, and he's got yeah he's a, he's a white albino guy, and uh, you know he was a, he it was born in like uh, uh, Wichita, Kansas, you know. So Harlem has been gentrified. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's another good example. Yeah. You know, all the places that are like they're inner cities that are like uh, they they uh, when you know when they were a city. And it was just like people were like living there so they'd be close to work or it was cheap. To, it used to be cheap to live in a city because you were living in a fucking box on top <laughs> of each other, right? So they made it cheap to live in the city and, that, and then so people would go there. Now there's everyone's there and it's so expensive. So then it drives the people with no money out because eventually they're like, uh, I can't afford the rent or I can't afford to buy anything here. So they go somewhere else. And then all the like uh, suburban uh, kids who had money to start their life went and bought up places that were still cheap that was cheap enough for like a kid with wealthy parents to start out with and then they just fix it up make it into like fancy uh restaurants and coffee shops and and like live music places am i am i on the right track bada boom you're gentrified yeah and i think they're doing it like in uh yeah that's what i still don't really know what it means but Downtown Brantford has been. Yeah, remember oh, okay. when we were in high Yeah, school? it used to be all the drug dealers and all that downtown. Yeah, and now they they're now harder they're to there, find now. They, yeah, they're just in. They have to hide in look the fancy restaurants bathroom. <laughs> uh, fancy restaurants bathroom. Oh, um, yeah, I get it. 
Huh? I get it. Now you get it? Because of Brantford? And that's what Lacey <laughs> Victoria is doing in Dunville. I like it. <laughs> it's, for me, it's just like I grew up there. I knew how boring it was to be like an artsy kid. And then I got a job in the city teaching art. And it was like the whole time I was like, I'm so jealous of these children because I never had a chance to have art oh classes yeah. like this. So I started doing it in my hometown. I think that's yeah. great because that's what's missing in a lot of rural communities. You yeah. know, everybody wants to put their kids into sports and hockey and yeah. the other kids just kind of get left behind, right? Picked on in school. and Yeah. So yeah. it's branched out from like art to improv and comedy and creative writing and whatever the kids want to do. And, uh, and... Now, I have to get in your personal life as well. Sure. Because this is the, the <laughs> a lot of the, what we're, the subject matter we're talking about tonight is going to be a personal nature. Yeah. You know, these guys did dirty things with their dicks and such. And, uh, and such. Sometimes fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so uh, I need to ask you, are you in a relationship? Yeah. And how long have you been in a relationship for? Over two years. Two years? Yeah. And you live with this yeah. person? A fella? Yeah. And so this fella and you live together. Yeah. And you live together. How long were you going out before you started living together? Mm, eight months. Well, we knew each other for like a year before we even started dating. So like 18 months. Oh, okay. So yeah. like, but and you knew each other, uh, like you would see each other around. And yeah. And just getting to know each other yeah. over that period of time. And then you decided, I'm going to make this serious. Yeah, he's a good guy. And when you decided to make it serious, that also meant moving in together at the same time. Sort of, yeah. Kind of? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's normal. A natural progression. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah, you're like, I like this guy. I'm going to see him. Keep an arm's length from him. Lucy-goosey, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Now, this guy, the whole time, I'm, I'm going to key in on this fella <laughs> first. Sure. And then I'll make it vague so you, if you're implicating him <laughs> in future stories. <laughs> It won't seem like him. Oh, okay. But this time I'm really going to nail the, your current guy. Oh, okay. Okay, just to warn sure. you. Sure. Now, when he was like, courting you, you know, when he's trying to capture your attention, Yeah. right? You know, and I don't know. I'm an old-fashioned man. <laughs> so you're in Dunville. I imagine you're... No, we weren't. We were in oh, the city. In, a, in the big city. Uh-huh, the huge city. Of, Not uh, really. What were you in, Hamilton? Uh, St. Catharines, Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. And you're out at uh, what venue when you, when you, start, when you first met him? Um, we would actually just walk around the city for like hours and just chat and chat. Yeah. Okay. And there's no moves. At this no, point in time. no, no, no moves. No, he didn't. He was just getting to know you. He was he, just, he, our first date, he off. ended it with a handshake oh. and I respected that because I knew move. that meant that he was serious. Yeah. 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 You don't handshake <laughs> a girl. You could care less if she would say no. Yeah. Like if you're like, hey, this I don't care if I ever see this girl again. I'm gonna try to kiss her because I'm like, at least I get something from it. I I understand that mentality. I, don't I mean, know especially I in a world of like dick pics and. Yeah, yeah. This guy gave you a handshake. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to blow it with you. No. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get to know me. It was cool. Okay. That's that in itself is a move, right? Yeah, yeah it yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But he's established himself as that he's in it. He's in it for the. the he's going for the big. He's yeah. serious about this. He's, he's looking for he's a home run. A big play. He's taking all the pitches till he gets the right one. Yeah, yeah. He's making a big play here. That's <laughs> what he's telling her right off the hop. Now, now this is the first date. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, you're happy. He's happy after yeah. the handshake, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, how long before he asked for the second date? Uh, well, uh, I don't even remember. I don't know. He, d he gave me a follow-up text, like, within a half an hour after the date. And I was also like, cool. It was just like, thank you very much. It was really nice. Hope we hang out soon. 
and left it at that. And it was again like follow up but respectful also being very casual about being like yo I'm interested fly. oh yeah yeah I'm still thinking of you just so you know yeah I like yeah. him right now I like him <laughs> I like him so okay this guy's th- making all the right moves uh, he's doing all the things right okay now does he make the first move on you you make the first move on him physically I'm talking oh about. he made the first move he made the first move? Yeah, but, like, again... This is a kiss I'm talking about. Yeah, a, a yeah, gentleman. a kiss. So, I mean, this is probably... I feel like this is probably outrageous in the world we live in now, but we didn't kiss for the first time for until, like, six weeks of just, like, actually seriously dating because it was just, like, we just want to get to know each other. So this is, a, this is a date where you would, go like, go to a movie or go to... Yeah, we go to a movie, we go to dinner, we would, like... like old I don't know, art, this is like, art this show is stuff, oh, yeah. like, yeah... This is what I, I didn't I, want any of the bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, why would you? Yeah. That seems like really normal. Yes. Like everything you're saying <laughs> just seems like this is normal. This is what I remember dating to be like. Yeah. You would just be like, uh, you know, like I thought you had to like uh, ask a girl out and then you would like figure out something to do and then you do it and then maybe try to like kiss her in the car or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when I was, then some guys in, this is true. Some guys in high school are like, hey, why don't we go to Mohawk Park? <laughs> and then uh, we'll bring the girls there. And then uh, uh, so one time I'm like, okay, I'm driving. <laughs> I got a car. I had this Mercury Monarch, 1976. Oh, it was beautiful. a beauty. Yeah, you remember the Monarch? Oh yeah. It was my uncle's car. He bought it for 500 bucks and it had like two bench seats, one in the front, <laughs> one in the back, right? So like uh, even the front was a bench, right? So it's like perfect for Mohawk Park. <laughs> so we go into Mohawk Park and uh, park <laughs> there, and my buddy is in the back, like, uh, finger-banging his girlfriend. <laughs> and then I'm, like, uh, in the front, just, like, sitting there with this girl I just met, you know? And this is my first girlfriend. Do you know? Oh, you know the story. Anyways, this is before you, Jane. So that was the first... Yeah, anyways, I told the story on here before. But they, uh, but they, uh, anyways, she, uh, uh, in the front, and then uh, one time I remember... And then eventually I, I fingered her too because, because uh, <laughs> well, that was the first girl I ever did that for. And it was like in those days in the 90s, Lacey, you might not remember this because you're younger than us. I like you how you said did that for and not did that to. Huh? You know, you did it for her, not to her. Is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, that's what I felt. I was trying to give her as much pleasure as possible. But it was really just like exploration. Like, where is it? Where is it? You know? And you just keep going down this like path. Waistband so high. Yeah, there you'd never the belly button was well below the button of your pants. So you had to have your el- your hand to the elbow down the girl's pants before you ever got to the wet spot. I mean when I touched hair, I thought I was there, but I wasn't even close. I was just below the belly button. You had to go like way down, and I'm like, I didn't know it was that close to the bum. Like truth, to be honest with you. But I mean this was uh and I'm telling you, the, the, this like everything, the, uh, every part of that that girl uh, uh, controlled, because <laughs> I uh, had no idea I was allowed to do any of that. Like it was all like, yes, you can, yes, you can. You know, like I, I can't remember ever coercing a person. That's why I have a hard time, because I have no experience with women at all, right? <laughs> like from my thing, I, I met one one woman, uh, married her, and that's it. When I tell stories about girls, it's like when I was a ki- like like 15 and 16, you know. Like a young guy. I didn't do anything cool. It's like, oh, I came in my pants when I kissed her, you know, like, ah, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, I, don't know, I, I don't have any, like, good stories. But anyway, so um, <laughs> your boyfriend, now, before your boyfriend, mm. you had, uh, have you did, did you date a lot of other guys? No, 
not many other guys. I was one of those people that it was just like, I either like you or I don't like you, and you're either going to waste my time or I'll give you my time. Is this the longest relationship you've ever been in? No, my relationship previous to that was like six years. Six years, okay. Yeah. So that's a, that's good to know because you find guys and you're like a you're like a long term girl. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Old fashioned. Yeah, I guess. And you appreciate old fashioned values. Y- well, opposed well, pre- to like common day values, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> common because old fashioned values is the guy who shakes your hand and yeah, you know, walks you home and op- opens the door for you and. Uh, doesn't send you pictures of his dick. Yeah. <laughs> right? Those are, those <laughs> the are the highlight things. of those details. Yeah. Yeah, just stuff like that. It's amazing the, the mentality. It seems like there's two kinds of people. Like, you can split them up. Like, the guys that will take a picture of their dick are the, those other kinds <laughs> of guys. <laughs> you know, where you see, like, a bunch of these guys. Like, oh, you you uh, take pictures of your dick, and uh, do you want a pair of white sunglasses? And <laughs> <light in the back? laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah. I kind of can figure it. Like, they're all the same guy, you know? You, 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 you put pictures of yourself on Instagram flexing? <laughs> yeah. I think I know this guy from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all the same guy. And then, then there's the people that think that's ridiculous, right? Which is the rest of us. Yeah. I hope those are the people that listen to the show. I really do. <laughs> I hope no one listening to the show takes pictures of your dick on a regular basis. But I'm sure they do. But uh, please tell me why you do it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, send us I an email. Yeah, <laughs> live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. So, I got. We th- I think we got a good good idea where well, who Lacey is. So this is the person who is uh, who is defending all women. On the other, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and Jane, who is her backup, your backup, right? Yes. You have very little experience with men as well, right? Very little. You've uh, dated. You dated. Uh, you know, you dated some dudes. Let's, let's face facts. Yeah. Teenage years, though. That's, like, so ridiculously naive and... I know. That's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. so, y- so your only memories are, like, of, of like, greasy teenage horny <laughs> guys making a move on you. Right? Yes. And you it's have... no better. You have the... <laughs> then the rest of your <laughs> life, you get to live a life where p- you're still uh, uh, surrounded by men. You're, you're a five foot three, like... Uh, uh, nothing, you weigh nothing, you know, you're like a tiny little woman, right? You walk around amongst giant, like, creatures, you know, that are way bigger than you. Like, I can't imagine you uh, being your size and walking around and seeing, like, these giant creatures who all want to bang you, you know? Like, they all want to, like, bang you. You right? can tell just by the way they look at you. Right, and you, and she deals with the general public, so people will come into her, like, they'll, like, the, the community all comes in to see her, Hey, like, in, like yeah. to see her. So, like, every dirtbag in the whole town. <laughs> oh, it's really interesting. W- right. That, that first handshake. Sometimes you get, the, like, the good ones over, the up and down, and you get the, ooh. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Because when, yeah. when you're, when you're, when <laughs> you're dealing you with the ignore. Whole, when you're dealing with the whole community, you got to <laughs> deal with the whole community. So you got to deal with the nice guys. You got to deal with the angry guys. You got to deal with the crazy guys. You got to deal with the. Kevin. And yeah, the really dirty, filthy guys, right? (laughs) And so you have experience as well that is invaluable, like a perspective that you would have, where you you would have to experience things that Dave and Braden and Kevin me would never have to experience, as far as that perspective of like walking around. Like, could you imagine if there was a bunch, another species of human that was like, like remember, they're supposed to be in the Smithsonian Institute. There's these like. uh, uh, eight foot tall uh, cadavers 
of these Native American, like these indigenous Americans that had like, they were eight feet tall and they had two rows of teeth. They had two rows of teeth <laughs> in your mouth. If you go and do a Google search, you'll see it. They'll show you pictures and, they're, and they, they keep them hidden because they like eradicated this like uh, species of human, right? And then because uh, they were like threatening. But imagine if the whole world was these guys, like eight foot tall guys, and they're walking around and we're just here too, normal guys. And then these guys just come around like NBA basketball players just fuck you anytime they want, you know? <laughs> That's what it's like to be a woman all the time. Right, Jane? <laughs> <laughs> well, not really. Hopefully <laughs> people hold themselves. <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm saying if we don't want to. Right. Like, you're at the risk of trusting every lunatic in town. Yeah. Like, are you at a, that's what I mean. Like, like 99% of us are cool. But that one percent's <laughs> a real piece of shit, you know. Like I'm scared of that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All it takes is one of them. And you don't, yeah. Whether they're under any influence or whatever's, you know, well, the evening pursuit, they they decide yeah. you're at the bar. You just never know. This is the woman talking, right? Mm. This is a woman talking. T- and I'll tell you what I mean by that. She's saying all these things. They have a weapon in their pants. <laughs> it's like it c- telling them all the time to do horrible things to every woman. Right? It's like saying, do it now. Do it. Do See, it. See, and we don't understand that because. You don't have a dick. We don't, yeah. Yeah. The dick is awful, right? We don't know like, what's I mean, going on in your brain. Like, tell me, like, if we would just say to a woman in an elevator that we just sat in it, like, we're in an elevator just going up to the eighth floor and we press the button and, and uh, oh, it goes up to the next floor and a girl gets in, right? Okay. What's her brain doing? Terrible things. I'll tell you that right now. Everybody's brain's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking like every man's brain is going to be looking at this girl in the elevator and like uh, right away without moving their eyes very much. Just a little flicker, a little flicker of the eyes. So you don't see, you know, you're not going you to make it obvious, but you've checked her ass out if she's got her back to you. And uh, now you're just thinking, about, hey, it's just me and her. In the elevator. You don't think down. girls are checking guys out, too? I uh, know I don't. Come on. Are you That's making well, up scenarios? See, in your we head? are not a good representation of. Probably that group of women. I don't know. Right? No, I'm but saying I'm I mean, I know you. predatory girls. Okay. Like uh, <laughs> there you go. Do you yeah. Right? Now like sexually ferocious women. That's a thing. Can you give these guys their number? But that's interesting, the psyche of that to me. But they're like going after the dudes. Like they were, they're like, we're going to go out and get fucked tonight. And then they're, that's the goal, right? Yeah, I guess. Is that what? It, there are girls that are like that. Like, like. Yeah, it's for the sex. It's not. I think there's more than you let on, Pete. Yeah. How would I know? I know you wouldn't. We need a. Yeah, we need the other. Girls. No, but uh, but but this being said, I'm married to you, Jane, and and uh, you are a healthy woman. Yes. You know, like, and you're normal. You have a sexual appetite uh, like any other uh, woman would. Yeah, but you're not fresh meat. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You're in an elevator <laughs> with uh, you're in an elevator with a real like good-looking dude. Comes in the elevator. Do your does your mind look him up and down and yeah. start imagining sexual <laughs> scenarios? There you go. Yes, you do, right? Sure. If he's good-looking, if he's to my taste. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, I'm wrong then. You do. You want to do that? Just not, just what not lacy. Know? Just not lacy. <laughs> <laughs> just my way. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Okay, so uh, I think we should do this feedback before we get too far in this. Let's do a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. 
welcome to feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends at Clean Flow. They're the best. They are the best. Let's just hear it for Clean Flow. That's Clean Flow with a K. K L E E N F L O. Clean Flow. Best sponsor ever. Yeah, lubricate up your uh, life. Who doesn't love lubrication? Lube Let's your face life it. with oh, Clean Flow. Good tagline. I like it. Lube your right now, right on the spot. No charge, Clean Flow. <laughs> and Amazon. Go to uh, live from the Dutch Hall. Uh, 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 dot com, and look at our website. Maybe listen to a program or two. Maybe buy a T-shirt. At the uh, uh, we can go to the Dutch Hall link there to our shop. Buy a T-shirt or a lighter. Oh, they're beautiful. Just sold one to our super fan Bailey Adcock. A nice T-shirt. Yep, gotta oh. get it to her yet. I'm bringing it to her workplace because that's what we do at Life in the Dutch Hall. We go right to our <laughs> listeners. We make us ourselves part of their life. What series <laughs> did she get? What series of T-shirts? No, no. What? Lacey got the <laughs> last remaining women's large of the original T-shirt series. Oh wow! And the new T-shirt. Is uh, I think been designed, but I'm not. Uh, you, do you like that one? Yeah, I think it looks good. Yeah, I, and we're just ready to get them printed. So there's gonna be new shirts out, which I think are gonna look cool. They're gonna go fast. Yeah, but if you have there's if you have anybody that's two XL, if you know any fat guys, we got lots of shirts for them because we bought all the shit. I thought I thought we'd have more truck drivers. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's what I thought with the program. So I bought two XLs because the people that were asking for shirts at the beginning were all big guys, and I thought I'll get big shirts and then and they're all small guys that end up buying them we need more american listeners why oh because they're bigger. two xl because of the corn eh? yeah and the kfc buffet <laughs> you know what i was i was trying to work out this joke this week on stage where i was like i don't understand how uh i was watching the news and there was this like lady on the news and she was cooking and uh with she had a cook in like a chef you know she's the news lady and the news lady's like having a chef on. And she's amazed that the chef's making a sandwich, and I'm, and uh, it's a vegan sandwich. Who gives a fuck, right? Like there's like uh, you're um, the woman's amazed. You know, you're heating up the vegetables before you put it on the bun. You know, like oh mm. my god, you know how do you come up with this stuff? And the guy's like, uh, do you have any Worcestershire sh- <laughs> sauce or whatever to her? And the lady goes, I have no idea. She's never been to a grocery store ever. She's never fed herself ever. She's th- she's one of these urban like people, like city d- dwellers, who th- who think that the, who who are like proud of themselves that they can't cook, and they think they're like more evolved that they can't feed their own face. It's the most basic human thing <laughs> to keep yourself alive. You shove food in your mouth that you prepare for yourself. Like if you can't cook, you're you should be considered like. A, like I can understand the mouth dragging knuckle, dra- you know, mouth breathing knuckle draggers that are like walking through, you know, like sheep through the Walmart and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, that guy doesn't know how to cook. You're like, okay, that makes sense. He's like barely functional human being, right? But the like these people that are like on the news, they like they seem like professionals. They're wearing like nice biz- business suits and they're representing. They're like speaking eloquently on the news, and they can't fucking. Make a sandwich. It's weird, eh? What they a make apartments lifestyle. now in the city with no kitchens. <laughs> That's what they're selling them. What? And they're fucking expensive. And they're expensive, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's cr- no kitchen at all. Because what's the point? It's so weird. Isn't it weird not to feed yourself? I remember a buddy who lived in New York would stay at work. Like he stayed at work past six. Yeah. Then he would get like a chit for uh, the food court or whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. He would never cook either. No, he never cooked, but yeah, because he would, because the only way he could afford to live in the city was to get the meal from work. Yeah, yeah. So I understand that. I would do the same thing, but I mean to not, but 
when you did have to eat, I wouldn't eat out. I would like I would uh, eat the cheapest way possible, like a bowl of soup, ramen noodles. What I do is I I catch a rat in the city because there's more rats than people in New York. I would catch like a rat a day, and then I'd get I'd put it in my freezer, and then uh, when I wanted to make a rat soup, then I would just mm. make a rat soup. Sometimes I'd put a nice uh, cabbage in there. <laughs> It would be for, like, special occasions. And that's how I'd live in the New York, right? But I'd have a two-bedroom, <laughs> motherfucker, because I like to stretch out. And <laughs> so uh, what are we going with here? Oh, we did uh, go to the website, click on the Amazon banner, and do your Amazon shopping. Some of that money will come back and help the show. Because you're always on, you're on live from the DutchHall.com. Click on the banner, help the show, blah, blah, blah. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. We go next one is... Uh, Oh, Van Dyke Party Services. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't forget about Van Dyke Party Services. You know, most of you people out there, you're good people. You like to have fun. You like to be part of a big thing that's where other people are having fun. But one thing you forget is that your friends and everyone you know are boring. And the, p the things they try to do to have fun are like they suck. And you just wish you had better friends. Yeah, what are you having? The, an end-of-the-year hockey party? Inviting the hockey team over and oh the yeah. hockey parents. I'll invite all the parents of these uh, kids that, uh, uh, and the people that yell and make me uncomfortable to be part of this team <laughs> that are on the bench. I'll hang out with them for an evening and add whiskey and booze. And around the children, I can listen to this jackass that I would never hang out with otherwise, but their kids are involved in the same extracurricular activity. Yuck. It's going to be fun to hang out in his kitchen. You know what you can do to make that party a little better? Invite between 5 and 29 Van Dyke first cousins in bright yellow jackets. And all you have to do is send us an email at live from the Dutch gmail.com and we will send you those Van Dyke first cousins. And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. Very dear. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we will return that $100. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow as well. Thanks, Thank you. Clean Flow. Thank you, Clean Flow. <laughs> and uh, oh, we do have to mention quickly, Norpak. The, the beef, beef people. Oh, yes. Let's see, Paul's, uh, Paul's on location. Paul's like, you know, you got to be able to carry on with the show and all that stuff. And I'll admit we had a big technical failure tonight. We're not on video tonight for the first time. Seems like going back to old times, doesn't it, Dave? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I like it. And uh, yeah, we said, uh, Paul's like, but what about my uh, Norpac? The, the beef, beef people. Commercial. And I said, you know what, Paul? I'll tell all the boys in the hall. I'll prep them before. I'll write it on a piece of paper. We went through it for about three or four hours before the show. <laughs> and now these guys know that every time I say Norpac, the, the beef, beef people. people, they just have to say the beef people. Thank you very much. And then, uh, oh, our last sponsor of the day, the Army Electric. The Army Electric. Yeah. the Army Electric. You sons of bitches that listen to this program week after week. You listen to the money that Derek Army. You know, Derek Army, he's not made of money. No. He's not made of money. He owns the Army Electric. Sure, you look at him. He's doing good work. He's like uh, he's working with some of the best uh, businesses in the in the world is what he's really doing, I think, in my opinion. And he's doing top quality work. And that's and, and uh, you're thinking Derek must be made of money. He's not made of money. He's the money he spends, which is oh, handsome money he spends at Live from the Dutch Hall for sponsorship. He spends for a reason. He says, Pete, you know, my reputation as being an excellent uh, and having an excellent team at Army Electric, it's gotten to be too strong. I want you to curb my business because I love my wife and my children, 
And you know what I like to do? I like to plant deep and make more babies, and that's what I want to continue to do because I'm fertile, and I feel like if I make more humans, it makes me feel like my balls are bigger and all this <laughs> stuff. I don't know. I can't explain it to you, but I like it. He's also getting ready for a big hockey tournament right yes, now. Yes, he is. He's busy but as fuck. But, but the point is, is that for Derek, he says, it's important to me. I'm going to give you this large sum of money. Tell people to stop fucking calling me. And for week after week... I've told you this man's busy. I told you he doesn't want your business. I told you that your electrical problems, they seem big to you because it can burn down your house. They don't matter for shit for Derek, okay? <laughs> so don't call him. Leave him alone. Let this He's man carry on busy. with his life. He's busy. The Army Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time, you can go fuck yourself. Also brought to you by Cleanflow. I will say even your Army Electric is brought to you by Cleanflow. Isn't that what, look what Cleanflow is doing? <laughs> Thanks, Clean Flow. Yeah, they're Changing right Changing the world. That's it for ads this week, so we just have to get on to our feedback. One of our good buddies uh, of the show, I'm a, he's a super fan, multiple-time listener of the week, Bruce Veltry. Yeah, Brucey. What he did was he gave me an email live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, when Bruce sends you an e- uh, when he, Bruce will send you a text sometimes, and uh, sometimes he'll send you something on, like, uh, Twitter. But when Bruce Veltry sends you an email, you're like, you better read it. You better read it. And uh, not only do you read it, you, uh, you, you act on it, because this is a super fan. This is a guy that sent us an actual bottle of whiskey, which is what we drink. It's empty. That's a good gift. That's a sign of a good gift. Anyways, Bruce says this. He says, I, I might, uh, hi, Pete. I might be, oh, sugar. That's not it. Sorry. I I fucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So sorry. I feel. Uh, here he goes. Uh, I feel your best piece in the 2018 season is without question, alarm cock. There ain't no snooze button. Classic. Love your podcast. <laughs> Loving the video. Don't forget your listeners. When you're fucking around with the camera angle and commenting on your video, you're not speaking to your core listeners. Those YouTubers will tear you apart, whether you're great or terrible. So just be yourself. Capture the real Dutch Hall with all its blemishes. Don't change for this new audience, in my honest opinion. Bruce Veltry. Thanks, Bruce. We're you doing know, it. And I tell you, Bruce, you know, not only do we go to audio this week, and I, maybe this was the ghost of Bruce Veltry or the uh, spirit that fucked all our equipment up tonight <laughs> to make it not work. <laughs> but uh, we're, not do- we're going back to audio, so this is the show that you wanted. But th- to be honest with you, uh, you're not the only guy that's given us this, this feedback. My uh, many of our super fans have said this because they they are fans from the audio program. They listen to our audio podcast, and they the real fans that listen to the whole episode generally are the ones that are listening and not watching. The people that watch watch little bits of it, get bored or whatever, do whatever else. But the people that are like driving around, sitting at work, getting stuff done. The guys that are washing dishes. The people that are like uh, driving trucks. Those t- sorts of people listen to the whole program. Those ones are. Um, 
our, our core listeners, and those are the ones we can't forget about. But uh, the vision of, like, don't change, I can't promise you because I'm going to change. I can't help myself because uh, you just get bored and you do something different, right, Dave? Yeah, that's right. Unless you want to work at one job forever, and that's cool, too. And uh, mm. marry my cousin, have a whole bunch of kids, mm. that sort of stuff. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Works for some people. <laughs> All right, uh, but Bruce, I want to tell you, I really do appreciate that advice because it's honest, and we do have to remember our core people and to keep the show uh, shitty. Part of what makes the show good is that it's shitty because when, sh- when we do shitty things and we mess up, then uh, people know that we're... Uh, just like them. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, because we suck too. <laughs> yeah, I'm only thinking that everyone thinks they suck. Y- do, do most people do that? This is not dirtbag-ish. Yeah. Most people think they suck, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, cool. You are your worst critic. Right, right, right. That's a normal thing, right? You too, Dave? Yeah, yeah for sure. Especially if you're into any sort of art, I think, or yeah. any sort yeah. of creative. Yes, yeah, because there's definitely. no like right or wrong, right? So then when's it done? Yeah, when's it done? Yeah, when can, when's anything artistic considered done? Mm-hmm. It could go on forever. In, yeah. in oh, yeah. Hey, they see a joke, you know, you just keep working on it and working on it. And you're like, it could still get better. It still be ch- it changed. Like, there's never an end to it. Like, even a song, you work on it forever. It's never really done. You can always, like, add stuff, change stuff. That's like, uh, like that's and you see people sometimes when they're like, why is this project taking so long? And you're like the guys in the editing room for like 200 years because he's like, uh, it's getting a little bit better. Yeah, getting a little bit better, getting a little bit better. Maybe if I just did this, maybe if I just did this, you know, like that stuff is like so infinite. I don't know how you do it. And then there's other people that just have that commitment. They just pump it out, right? Because they have, I think it, you have to have like someone with uh, like a deadline day. Deadlines are great. That helps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, don't you think for art, <laughs> deadlines are important? Yeah, very much so. If a person says you have to have it by this time, then you're knowing, like, I can't fuck with this anymore, right? Yeah. I still procrastinate, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's go- I always make an excuse that it's going on in my head. The pro- ca- the, when I'm procrastinating on something I should be doing artistically, I'm always just telling myself, like, oh, I'm still working on it. Like, I'm just sitting here smoking, <laughs> but I'm actually, uh, <laughs> I'm actually working right now because <laughs> my brain's working. But it's not. It's not the same thing. Anyways, uh, that's uh, that's Bruce. Bruce, you know, because I appreciate you uh, giving us that uh, feedback. You are our listener of the week. Again, yeah, the listener of the week. Yay, Bruce! And you know what? We already mentioned her once in the show, but we would, and it wouldn't be a segment of feedback without checking in with our good friend, the cheese lady. Who knows that one? <laughs> Check in on the cheese lady. I'm the cheese lady. Check in on the cheese lady. Always having fun. Check in on the cheese lady. I'm the cheese lady. Check in on the cheese lady. Always on the run. Always on the run. Always having fun. Yeah, I mixed it up. Yeah, yeah you did it backwards. But it just. You know what? You know who doesn't do it backwards? It's her, the cheese lady, Teresa, from the Second Mouse in Delhi. She sends us a feedback on, like, a lot of sources. But mostly what I do is I, I find it on... Uh, oh, almost last week. Uh, as a, I find her on um, on Podbean. She goes on Podbean. Oh. Right? And uh, she says... Uh, we did mention in that story last week when she was talking about going to the Calgary... 
uh, and they asked her if she wanted to rent the room by the hour or by the uh, night that she thought it was a real shithole or fuckhole. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she and we suggested maybe she was dressed too provocatively, and that's why they asked her that yeah. question. She wrote back to that, L-M-A-O. Laugh my ass off, right? A snowsuit that made me look like a Michelin man was not provocative attire unless you're into that, LOL. Could have been. And I'm telling you, she said she was in Alberta in the wintertime. All the hookers wear snowsuits. <laughs> <laughs> you think just because you're a hooker, you're, you're like not, uh, uh, you're impervious to frostbite? <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's the hooker's uniform in Alberta is a snowsuit. With one of those flaps in the bump, <laughs> like a uh, like long john, <laughs> 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 two buttons, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Velcro. What's, is that uh, good yeah. or bad? Like, would you guys think <laughs> if like I have to ask you girls this question? Uh, if you if you had to like quit your current job and become a hooker in Alberta, <laughs> and uh, your uniform was a snowsuit with a flap uh. in the bump. I was going to say, I would be an indoor hooker. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Okay, something bad happened in your life. You were addicted to, like, weird, a weird drug that we I don't even know about. I'm like, how's she addicted to that? I'm like, I don't know. She found it because she was, like, she's an optometrist. She's got, a, like, a whole source of this <laughs> drug that she decided to, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're into something. I'm not, are you gone off the deep end, Jane. You're a hooker <laughs> in uh, Alberta right now, right? Your life has really taken a turn. So, anyways, that's what you're doing. But you get to wear the snowsuit, and your pimp is very nice. He gives you, a, like, a nice, warm snowsuit with a flap in the bum. <laughs> now, my point is, you're turning a trick. So you're getting banged by some businessman, right? Japanese or something. That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, you got the, now you're, you're sitting there, and you're getting ran by the uh, businessman, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, um, all I'm really showing him is what's in the flap in my face. You know? Then now, maybe I'll just have, now, Maybe let's have like a cheeseburger tonight. Like I, maybe I don't have to hit the, you know, worry about myself as much. Maybe it's a benefit as a hooker, I mean, to work in Alberta because you don't have to worry about your physique as much because you're wearing a snowsuit with a flap, right? Like if only time I banged you, Jane, was a w was when you were wearing a snowsuit with a flap. So the only time I had to see any of your body, the only part of your body I'd see was the parts I see now. Or when I'm having sex with you, I'd see the square of your body bum and vagina, right? Do you need to do sit-ups? No. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I might eat an extra cheeseburger or two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry as much. It's a perk to the hookers in Alberta. That's why they all go there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a reason why they do it, you know? Or maybe the drug addict is enough. <laughs> drug addiction. Sorry. Let's go to uh, our... Is that it? No, we have uh, one more guy. One more guy. Fuck. We have one more guy to talk to, and he is our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Also do the it's other hard, part. Eh? It's hard. Yeah, you have to sing the high hose. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that, Haitian Dwarf. But you know, every week on iTunes, our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf, gives us feedback. 
And this week's this week is no exception. This week gives us five stars. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> he gives us five stars and he says, uh, in this episode you can hear Pete rap and sing. Pete is quite talented <laughs> at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's his Thank you very much, Jason Dwarf. And that's it this week for feedback. You got we got feedback. If you'd like to, please go to uh, live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com, send us an email, tell us what you think of the show, or you can go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Snapchat. Friendster. Uh, Friendster. <laughs> you can go uh, Tinder. Yeah, Tinder. You can find Eves Van Dyke. Just tell Eves, give me a message. And then, uh, you know, we'll get back to you and we'll put you, on, put you on the show if we can and give us some ideas. And if you want to buy a T-shirt, all that stuff, good. Thank you for helping the show. Um, now we have to get to the main attraction of the show, which is the Wheel of Dirtbags. Wheel of Dirtbags, folks. This week we need to go through. We have put eight men, eight filthy men, on the Wheel of Dirtbags. And we have to start from the top. The real consists of Bill Cosby, the grandfather of sexual assault, I'm calling. Next on the wheel is Matt Lauer. He is a dirty douchebag. Beside him, a surprise, a surprise on the wheel, Marky Mark. Marky Mark Wahlberg. I expected more from the Funky Bunch, but Marky Mark was the one we put on the wheel. James Franco. Uh, Philip Burke. He's the former uh, president of the what, Dave? I don't even know. Film <laughs> Hollywood something or other. Foreign Foreign Press. Foreign Press. Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Thank you, Dave. And Louis C.K. Beside Louis C.K. is the douche from Headley. The douche from Headley. Oh, Our last person filling out the wheel, <laughs> Dave <laughs> the Rooster Charter. And this is our Wheel of Dirt Bags. Now, the Wheel of Dirt Bags, and the rules of Wheel of Dirt Bags, one thing has to be clear. Lacey and Jane have already been established as the two people that will be representing all women in the world. <laughs> and me, Pete Van Dyke. I will be representing all men. And not only that, no, no, I'm going to rephrase that. I will be re representing these eight men on the wheel. Now, this is important to note because Pete Van Dyke himself does not endorse all of these people, though I might endorse some, you know, depending. I'll tell you even when I'm doing it, if I'm doing it like as the devil's advocate or if I'm doing it as Pete Van Dyke, right? But I am actually <laughs> having to play the role of defending these men, like their lawyer that has to say, like, ah, come on, you have to understand their side of it, right? So even though I might not agree, I'm still going to be taking that side mm. on, on this show. So you're an ultimate dirtbag. Yeah, I am times representing eight, the dirtbag. Right? Eight times. Okay, eight of these dirtbags <laughs> I will represent, okay? So even if you're mad, you might be mad at me, but remember that I am playing... The role of <laughs> representing these eight people, Def some of them undefendable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no sex for you. Okay. No, you haven't heard what I said <laughs> yet. You might think I'm really nice at the end of it. Okay. So, like, let me just—we're gonna spin the wheel. The first wheel of dirt bags. Let's see what lands on. Oh, 
we get to, you know, this ended up being such a sausage party as it was because the girls didn't show up. Uh, like a lot of them didn't. Like, uh, but this one here is meant for us to redeem ourselves uh, as men because we too are victims sometimes of sexual assault. And this is with regard to Philip Burke. Philip Burke was the first person that landed on the wheel. Philip Burke is the former uh, president or head or chairman or whatever of the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which does the Golden Globe Awards, right? The Golden Globe Awards, right? And Brendan Fraser was, pr was promoting a movie or something like that, and he was quoted in GQ magazine, and Dave Charter sent me the article. And Brendan Fraser, who I got to tell you, I have always been... Uh, I always had a problem with Brendan Fraser, and I'll tell you why. George of the Jungle? No, it wasn't George of the Jungle. It was a fine movie. <laughs> it was uh, it was the fact that my wife uh, claims that she's not sexually attracted to Brendan Fraser. However, my wife has admitted that she had a dream that she had a shower with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> a shower with Brendan Fraser. In right? my teenage years. You dreamt about it. And it, it was the it was the <laughs> school ties Brendan Fraser. It wasn't the you know, the fat guy chasing the mummy or anything like that. <laughs> it was the school ties, Brandon Fraser, that shower with my wife in your dream, right? Yes. Now, was there any, did he, how far did he go with you? I don't remember. Probably pretty far, that fucker. <laughs> All the way. <laughs> you know what I'm he probably went pretty far, and I don't like it, right? But in this case, I had to put aside my feelings of Brandon Fraser and tell his story, okay? So, Brandon Fraser. He was uh, one time he was doing one of these meetings like for the like where they announced the Golden Globes or for the presenters or whatever. It was like a luncheon or something like that. And uh, this guy, Philip Burke here, this, this old guy, the smiley old guy in a suit or whatever, comes up to Brendan Fraser, pinches him on his ass. Now, this account of him being pinched on the ass by the guy has been said by both parties. Correct, Dave? Not uh, only did Brendan Fraser say it in the GQ article, but also this Philip Burke said it in another article, I think. In the yeah, Philip Burke had like some memoir. sort of memoir or something where he where he recounted that pinch of Brendan Fraser's ass. Brendan Fraser's uh, recollection was quite different. Yes, Brendan. No, but the the pinch part was in both stories. Is what I'm saying. The pinch was in both stories. The was pinch it? on the ass. But Brendan Fraser went on to say he not only pinched his ass, but he moved on. To rub his taint in a circular fashion. <laughs> <laughs> That's really specific. Right? In public? They're at a luncheon in a hotel, <laughs> right? Afterwards, everyone's sitting around, like people are chatting or whatever. This guy comes up with Brent Fraser, pinches him on the ass, gives him a little tickle on the taint, right? <laughs> Brent Fraser's like, ah. You know, how, do you, how do you not move when he <laughs> right? moves to the taint? Well, I think if he's standing beside you and if he just gives you a quick pinch and then moves right to the taint, you're like... You're uh, in shock mode. You're like, yeah, what? You're, that's what it is. That deer <laughs> in the headlight thing. And that's what people say, too. And especially if you're a victim of uh, abuse when you're young and then you and you get it again when you're old, your your response is to freeze because you're helpless as a victim, right? Because as a, as, a, as a child or whatever, they would just... The only defense mechanism is to, like freeze or whatever you know so that thing carries on as a victim so even a big dude like brendan fraser could kill this guy right like brendan fraser's a big dude he's like a stunt man he's a real man like he showers with my wife and stuff <laughs> this guy's like a you know, real dude right and then this other guy's just like an old gross man you know like he's just old and gross like brendan fraser could have destroyed him he's not helpless in this situation but this is a man of power that affects his career and all the rest of it so you can't 
really just to be like uh, you, you, you yeah, that moment you have to like weigh that into your response you can't just say like hey fuck you buddy like get your hand out of my taint he says which in, is what i would think i would do right that that's ex- what came to my mind but yeah. brendan fraser says he was overcome with panic and fear in that moment overcome with panic and fear panic and fear and he was wondering a little bit why his dick was <laughs> bigger than it was before he did it and he's that's uh, how did it enter <laughs> into his <laughs> Mind a bit. No, that's that's victim doesn't shaming. It right? doesn't say that in the. No, it article. doesn't say that in the article. That was my ad lib. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Brendan Fraser covered. Brendan Fraser. No, what I'm saying that it happens to men too. Is what I'm saying. That's right. And the effects in Brendan Fraser's accounts are similar to what the effects are to women, right? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. So how do you feel I about Brendan Fraser? Like, do you feel like he has? He said, "This is kind of my Me Too moment." Yeah. So you, on behalf of all women, have to say, does he have the right to say that qualifies, or does he not have the right because he's a dude? No, he definitely has the right to say that he qualifies. I mean, perception is reality, right? So that's how he felt in the moment. And uh, you can't help how you react to a certain situation. And then you don't know whether they uh, exaggerate at all to... um, cover the the me too or there's is it the person that's doing it that's bothering you or not because you're you react differently to different people depending on your relationship to them right 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 well that's in this case it's it's a perfect example of a guy who's abusing as a position of power right yes and if i had to defend this guy which i do i have to defend (laughs) philip burke (laughs) i would say that uh you know i'm an old man and uh, Brendan Fraser's a uh, hunky piece of ass to me. And when I, s- when, I s- when I was watching the way he's standing, he looked like he was like sore from all stunt w- man work. You know, they just had to do with those action movies. So you rub his taint? I thought it would loosen him up a bit. I <laughs> my, my also, I thought all actors were gay. And I just thought that, that uh, he was too. And I just misread the situation. Sorry about rubbing your taint, but some guys like it. Right? He's going to lose that case. He's going to lose that case. If you're the lawyer. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll have to spin the wheel then because this guy's lost. You are uh, not allowed to just rub people's taints. <laughs> Philip Burke. Me too right? wins. Me too wins. Uh, James, James Franco. James Franco is next on our list. Yeah, what did he do? I haven't heard about this at all. Well, is James new? Franco, uh, let me uh, enlighten you a little bit about James Franco. Like, uh, this was another one of these situations where it was at the Golden Globes. Golden, Golden Globes are coming through on this all the time. Uh, he was up for the award for that show. The what's his movie? Oh, the uh, the, the other guy. Ar- uh, no, why him? No, the artist one. Disaster oh. artist. Oh yeah, the disaster artist, right? That one about the room. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyways, he he won an award or something like that. And he was or he's presenting or something. He was wearing a button. And it said, like, uh, like, he's one of the dudes wearing the buttons, say, like, I agree with the women, right? And then once he did that, the whole bunch of women started going to Twitter and saying, like, uh, he's a hypocrite for wearing the button because he's a real dirtbag, right? Oh. Because, like, he's a, he, you know, he's a real dirtbag. And then uh, Ali Sheedy, who he directed in a play, uh, sent out a tweet saying, like, uh, that's, that takes real, uh, like, I, I forget what the tweet said because she took it down right away, but it was something along the lines of, like, he's got real balls to wear that, or I'm surprised they let him wear that, or whatever, given his reputation. All right? Anyways, that's what, so it's vague. My recollection is vague. 
but then specifics that I've read are that he filmed a movie, uh, which was an orgy scene in a movie, and uh, some of the actresses were pissed off that he like uh, he thought he was taking liberties with his position in the orgy scene. Not only did he like make them do things that maybe they sh- didn't need to, they didn't feel they needed to do, but also he uh, fucked one of them, I think. Oh. Which uh, I think they were thought they were going to get fake fucked and they got real fucked in the movie or whatever. And it could just be like this Daniel Day Lewis. I'm saying. It's really method. <laughs> that's r- he's yeah, just he's a method actor, yeah. right? But that's one of the things. And another girl said that uh, she made, um, he made her give him a oral sex. Made her? Yeah, made her give him oral sex on a date or something. Those are two things. James Franco's. Uh, responded by saying that he uh, disagreed with the girls' recounts of the events, and uh, he, um, but he didn't want to give any like his side of the story because he felt like he agreed with the movement so much he wanted to, um, he wanted to not uh, like get into this he said she said thing where they discount victims because he wanted to still be able to empower the movement. He didn't want to like go against it. Plus, he didn't see the benefit because everybody was shit on him anyways, no matter what he said, right? So what do you think? Does James Franco have a case? Now, what, what he's been accused of is making girls uh, go into a dirty sex scene in a movie and maybe having sex. Now, I don't know much, much about acting. Do you, have you ever acted before, Lacey? No, not really. You haven't acted? No. So like if improv. You were, if you were in, an, in a movie, though, so you were offered to be in a movie, James Franco, let's say you didn't know what I just told you, and James <laughs> Franco offered you to be in a movie, and you're like, this is a good, you know, James Franco is a pretty big Hollywood name. Uh, I'll take it. You got to take advantage of it, right? To be in a movie. Uh, I don't know. I have previous knowledge. Oh, right, right. Now, you wouldn't do a, a orgy scene in a movie. No, no, that would not be so you're my thing. Yeah, that would. that's a big out. Well, that's the difference between you and these <laughs> girls, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. Right? Yeah, good point. Because <laughs> these girls agreed to be in an orgy scene in but a movie. But that would be definitely a position of power. Right. Yeah. Right. And Especially if, if you're coming, like you said, where you're like, oh, all of a sudden you're like so excited you're going to be in this movie. Don't you think some of them really fuck and some of them pretend fuck? Oh, no. You just have to talk about that before you do it in the scene. You can't be like learning that in the scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> that this is a real fuck scene. I'm like, oh, cr- I thought it was. By the way. Yeah. No, sorry. I completely had like a. R2-D2 in there. I didn't <laughs> even expect <laughs> taking R2-D2 out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, I don't know. Um, so the one thing is, if a guy says, I don't want to like, uh, uh, like defend myself, like Charters, well, he's going to get his moment. <laughs> so like uh, Brayden, if I said to you, Brayden, uh, um, you're, uh, is it, isn't it true that you uh, raped a bunch of girls? Right? <laughs> I'd probably wow. say no. You'd say no, right? Yeah. You'd say no. You wouldn't say, I don't want to give uh, credence to the things. No, or I wouldn't beat around the bush and say some weird answer like that. No, <laughs> it you'd seems say, weird like, to me. just flat out tell the truth. I'd be like, no. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, do you think that, do you think that men are like, like, uh, do you think that there's any, like, a, the other aspect of it was the uh, blowjob, right? Like the uh, forced blowjob, right? Mm-hmm. So, at, you know, in order for a man to um, get you to give oral sex <laughs> to him, right? He's got to communicate this to you in some fashion, right? E- ideally. Right. And then, <laughs> uh, and then uh, 
in order for like the penis to go into the mouth, you would have to somehow like there would have to be some sort of agreement, unless it's like just like you're taking the head and forcing it into that position. Like I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, or a yeah. bit of a blackmail position, I suppose. If you're if someone if somehow you feel like you have to. Oh, you to. have to because you're oh, coerced. Like yeah. Like through uh, coercion, right? Yeah. I feel like right. it's your only choice. Yeah. Um, or there'd be so some. So there's lots of emotional or mental abuse or coercion could be a factor. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, not. this is something I wanted to ask you as girls. Like, you you go on dates and men uh, have to make moves eventually, right? Yeah. And then as the moves progress, you move up the scale: first base, second base, third base, like that, right? Right. And uh, so, in order for a guy to, to suggest you move to this base, right, where you're doing oral favors for one another you have to uh bring it up somehow in some way yeah <laughs> right you have to like uh, either it'd be oral or like like maybe like you ask with your you just your words or you uh body language yeah, you just point your dick <laughs> you know like <laughs> you don't just <laughs> pop it in yeah <laughs> so what's the you have to be on the same level to you I and it's like somehow right that yeah what's the what's the appropriate level of consent for a blowjob, like what would you say is the appropriate way to go about asking for a blowjob? Like what, where, where there's it's clear to both parties. Like if, you, like how, yeah, how would you ins like if the girl instigates it? If she starts undoing your pants, then you have no. There you go. You're off the hook, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, you're off the hook because then yeah. it's not it's not your idea; it's hers. If anything, you're the victim here. <laughs> Right. That's a Taking Back Sunday song, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, but if if it's his idea, right? He brings it up. Uh, you get the picture, right? However he does it, you get the picture. That's what he wants. Now, it's I guess if he whips his own dick out, that's where it has to break down, right? Well, really, or yeah. Or the, the, that's that's the always the there's always a gray area. It's never black and white, right? So are how undressed are you both? Yeah, but and these guys are all getting crucified in the press and stuff like that. They're all losing their careers and all this yeah. stuff over a girl saying. And then like the thing is, so who knows what the situation is? But someone's in a position of power and someone isn't, and it could be a multitude of the the scenario could be so varied. How is being famous a position of power though? Like. Maybe that she was uh -huh. wanted to work for one of his projects or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, right. Like, and that's where it all breaks down. But and how can a guy who's got power get laid? Just don't fuck people you work with, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, that could be one solution, right? It's like, uh, what if you love them? What <laughs> <laughs> if they're super turned Well, on then all that, all that uh, uh, conflict goes away. I would imagine, right? If it's respect, if it's mutual. Maybe respect is the right word. I don't know. But there's no, you don't have to sign a form, though, do you? <laughs> no, we don't have to sign a form. <laughs> uh, but it's going to get to that, I think, eventually, where you're at least going to have some app on your phone. You're like, if any, you know, can you just swipe this so I don't have to worry about. <laughs> like a prenup? Yeah, prenup for every sexual act you do. Mm. Let's see who's next. Louis C.K., Louis C.K., Lacey, you're a comic. You go do stand-up comedy, correct? Yeah. You go up on stage, you tell yep. jokes, right? You yep. hang around with comics. Yep. And uh, what? Uh, they're not the most normal group of people no, that you've ever met. No, they're great, weird people. 
Very weird people. <laughs> so when you hear of a story like Louis C.K., who was accused of masturbating in front of other people, and you think of your comedy connections, people in <laughs> comedy you've met, <laughs> what percentage of those people would you be surprised that they whipped their dick out <laughs> in front of you? <laughs> well, I, I guess that's the context. Because, like... I know quite a few of them that I would not be surprised if I, you know, was standing here in conversation, I turned to the left, looked away, I turned back, and, like, they're goading me, you know? Like, (laughs) but the difference between that and, like, me turning and then coming back to them, like, jerking off in my general direction. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you ever seen a guy jerk off that you didn't want to see jerk off? No, I've never had to experience that. Jane, you? No. You haven't in your life? <laughs> All right. I didn't know how often that happened. That's what I was hoping. It, like, because apparently, I don't know. Maybe if girls live in the city, I have to watch, like, homeless guys jerk off more or something. <laughs> Doesn't it happen on the subway, like, in New York a lot? Possibly. That's like, yeah, thing. like, that sort of a thing. That's See? what I'm thinking of. Because, like, certain people don't seem as surprised about this as others. But you hear, like, Louis C.K. and then Harvey Weinstein jerked off in a plant or something like that. And all these people, like, watch me shower and watch me jerk off and. Yeah, like, oh, there's a whole bunch of these Me Too things where you hear guys who want to watch, they just want to jerk off in front of people, and you're like, that sounds like, that should be diagnosed and treated, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the benefit of it. And especially when a girl's just looking in, like, disgust <laughs> and horror at you, and that's, like, the thing that... Maybe they like getting shamed. That's yeah. the thing, like, you fucking fat piece of shit. <laughs> it's hard to really, like, I know the girl in that situation. Now, so if, if, so explain... If Louis C.K. was to come in the Dutch Hall right now and just start jerking off for us, and you have to watch it, you know? Like, he just walks in, you're watching him, you're like, oh, my goodness. And then, uh, like, you're a victim then, right? At that point in time? Yes. Right? Yes. That's what the girls are complaining about, right? He didn't touch them, right? He said he got their permission, but they felt like they had to say yes Right, and that's the thing that it's that's what it's all about. So they might have been like, ah, okay, or or they uh, thought it was a joke, and then they and then after they're like, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. What just? Yeah, that's it. But just because a guy's like real pervy and like weird, you know, like it's it's not. I'm not saying it's right, but it's like uh, it's the worst thing in the world. Yes. That's yeah? pretty uncomfortable. It is? Like, I've never done it. I'm not saying I d- no. <laughs> did it. I'm just understanding. Like, it's like, like it what would happen if they left? So, so yeah. you're jerking off in here yeah. <laughs> live from the Dutch Hall. <laughs> I think we did this And you've got, you know, a guest who's so excited to be here. Podcast. Yeah. It's going to propel their uh, career. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> we launch <And> people. <laughs> and you do something completely unacceptable sexually in front of them. Uh, and they're an hour from civilization, any which way they want to drive. You're giving great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just so <laughs> then what do they do? You know, like that's their choices. Do they leave? Because then they have the power. Are they like, oh, you know, there's so many decisions going on in their head. (laughs) Do they stay and still go through with it and then deal with the mental anguish they have after? Or maybe they don't give a shit. They're like, yeah. 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 (laughs) It's easy to second guess what you do in that situation. But unless you're actually in it, you don't really know, right? Yeah. Like. And it depends on you. 
exactly what you do. It depends on their brain. It's yeah. like... If Charlie started jerking off right now, I tell you, I would be, for a moment there, I'd be stunned. Because I wouldn't <laughs> actually have see, seen it coming. Like, I wouldn't expect it from you, Dave. And uh, it's I'm a compliment. Glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I start taking bets on how long he's going to go for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it would take longer than you think at his age, eh? Braden, he really, really puts in a good good haul now, eh, Dave Church? <laughs> oh, who pops oh, up? Old Davey Charters. Just we're just talking about him, and he pops up on the wheel. Dave Charters, time to pay the piper. Time to finally come out and like, and and face the music for what you've done to women over the years. Aren't we over time here? I think we are very much over time. <laughs> we didn't even start till we were over time. <laughs> but we have to get to this, Charters, because, you know, here at Life from the Tall, we do support the women's movement. Of course we do. And we want to make sure each and every one of us is uh, clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. But Dave Charters, I'm going to tell you for the people at home, he's a staunch Catholic. He's a family man. He's a good person in the community. Plays in the church choir is what he does. No word of a lie. And he's uh coaches a hockey team. What else does he do? Any other good stuff? Father of four. Yeah, I said that already. Oh. Well, you know who you made those kids? By having dirty, dirty sex with my cousin, my first cousin. <laughs> and she's not only uh she's one of my closest uh, uh friends and uh and uh one of my favorite people. And what you did was you put your dirty business in my cousin, <laughs> and this is un unforgivable. Uh, and after uh, talking to my cousin, my cousin, uh, and I asked her about your misdoings, she said, you have sexually harassed her countless number of times. <laughs> countless number of times, Dave. Are those the words she used? Countless. <laughs> and she, and I am here to say, Charters, I'm here. This is I didn't defend those other guys very well, but I'm going to defend this guy, Dave Charters, right now, because the reason that Dave has sexually harassed my cousin, which I don't like, is because he's a good man. He's a good man. He's a monogamous man, and the way a monogamous man in a long-term relationship uh, gets sex is they sexually harass their long-term partner. <laughs> Correct? Is that true, Jane? I concur. <laughs> Lacey, your guy, you've been two years. No, I his wouldn't say there's any harassment involved. What's his move? Yeah, that's a strong now word. I'm saying what's his move yesterday? Like the last time you've done it, what was his move? Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was sleeping. Yeah. And what did he do? He just <laughs> nudged you with a boner? He had like a morning wood? And a little poke? No, it's a, a snuggle. Poke. The old alarm cock. Yeah, yeah that's your last yeah. move. That's what I'm talking Great. about. That's harassment. Because if you were just lying <laughs> in bed trying to take a nap, and all of a sudden some dude crawls into bed and just starts like well, spooning Well, some dude. Well, I'm telling you, that's what he's doing. Well, but you didn't have no consent. Dude. You're sleeping. Some guy tries to bang you when you're asleep. That's harassment in every what situation. What if she tries to give you a hand job while you're sleeping? Oh, that's the hand jobs are gross. Well, <laughs> to start. Hand jobs are something you do when you're 14. Right. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, but uh, no, not to start. <laughs> but let's go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm very specific on what I want in the morning. <laughs> no hand job. So, um, <laughs> oh, shit. I was thinking of something else she could use to, like, masturbate it. Like, I was thinking, what a grapefruit. A grapefruit, yeah. There's a grapefruit with a hole in it. Oh, acid. Yeah. I like the sting, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I get. This Burn makes me, me know it's real. Yeah. So, <laughs> the uh, what are we talking about? The. Um, She's turning it back on you. Charters, yes. Yeah, but I'm saying if, if, you, if, if she does that to me, guy. if a woman does that to me uh, against my will, 
And she starts uh, giving me a hand job. Not any woman, your wife. No, but I'm saying it has to be like if some woman <laughs> does that to me and, and I didn't agree to it, but I'm just trying to take a nap and all of a sudden I start getting jerked off. I would wait till she finished and say, hey, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> you know, because I'm a good husband. <laughs> I give her time. Maybe she, th- you know, maybe she just wanted to practice. So uh, you never you know how to help her out. That'd be it. It's not the same thing because we'd like it, right? But is that why? My cousin, how about my cousin? He, 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 my d- his wife's just washing the dishes. She turns around when he's washing the dishes. He's standing behind her with his pants at his ankles and it's just his dick out. And then she knows, okay, I got work to do. <laughs> right? That's sexual harassment if someone else does that, right? Yeah, yeah. If we use harass- Franco did that or, right? Yeah, I know, but you understand how it's confusing to men, how, like, you can, you can get laid with someone some way, and then <laughs> other women, you can't get laid. laid yeah, your way. life partner. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a stranger between your life partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the relationship the you difference. have with the person. <laughs> so right? sometimes there's gray areas. But yeah, long term or lifetime. It's grayer than the taint. That's what I keep thinking about. All right, Charles. I think you're off the hook. Oh, the douche from Headley. Ah. Now, this is a fresh story. This is a world trends story. The, the guy from Headley, the lead band. And for those of you that are listening outside the country, you won't know this band because they're not that good. <laughs> and uh, but there's a band. They're they're big in Canada. They're from Cape Breton Island. And one time, uh, Charles and I almost got in a fight over him saying <laughs> to a group of people that uh, I knew it back then already. Yeah, Charles said "fuck Headley," and we almost had to fight for our lives. <laughs> we like got into this like sh- hotel room in Chicago, and we just wanted to see if there was a party and there was a party and these all these guys from Cape Breton Island. You guys ever do that where you find a hotel and you just go up every floor and listen when the door opens? <laughs> You're like, oh, it sounds like there's a party down this hallway. Let's go see what's going on. That's what we did, yeah. After Lollapalooza, <laughs> we're like, I don't want to go back to like our friend's house. I want to go to this hotel. There's a lot of people from the concert. There's going to be a party somewhere. And we found one. It was yeah. great. And, er- and we were getting along with these guys from Cape Breton Island so well until someone started playing Headley. And then Charles goes, what is this, Headley? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Headley, right? And then and all of a sudden, it's like quiet. Everyone stops talking. You could hear the needle on the record. <laughs> and then everyone's like, uh, what did you say? You know, like, as these guys, this is their hometown guy or whatever. And then uh, Charles <laughs> is like, Fuck Headley, right? And then. Uh, some other good dude just goes, yeah, fuck Headley. And then it kind of went everyone back to talking. Woo. And we're like, <laughs> got away with that one. Dodged a bullet. Yeah. Because we were drinking their booze in their hotel room. <laughs> we were not. So really. Like 20 of them and two of us. In a position <laughs> to say, well, uh, fuck Headley. But anyways, this guy from Headley, the lead singer, he was a, they have to go on hiatus now, Headley, because the lead singer has been accused of multiple allegations of sexual assault. And this is the one thing. That I will not, def- I will not defend this guy because I read, I heard the account of one of the girls, and I was like, this guy is the worst kind of dude, right? The worst kind of dude. Basically, it's like a total rock star thing. Like you guys, uh, like he, he lines up chicks, he like gets them to agree to come to the room. He's got like them scheduled in for sexual things. Yeah, Thursday night, go on. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, comedy doesn't get this. Co- comedy doesn't get this. Only musicians get this. And then, uh, and then he. But when the girl comes in, and this girl even said when she came, when she agreed to go to the hotel room, she knew there would be sex, right? So that's what she said. She knew there would be sex. She's not naive, which to me blows my mind that there that that's a. Uh, that some people do those do things. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard another comedian tell a story about this girl once the Wu Tang Clan, and then uh, 
She just said, "I'm." She said to this comedian, "Like I'm gonna go in and blow Wu Tang Clan." Did you hear that story? Yeah, I think so. I think and it's the same one. And then the girl, then she comes out of the bus after blowing Wu Tang Clan, and then she's like, kind of like stunned for a while, and then she just starts crying. She's like, "They were so mean." And then uh, they're like, the guy's like, "Should we take you somewhere and help you?" You know. And then uh, it was Segura, right? Tom Segura. Yeah. And then, uh, and then. Uh, she's like, no, no, that's what I wanted to do. You know, they're just so mean. You know, she's just crying. <laughs> it's like, can you think of like all those people, like old dirty bastards and everyone? Like, oh my god, like, why did you agree to do that? Like, that just blows my mind. Like, that's what you want to do for fun? Okay, so the, the, the no wonder that. Like, but anyways, this guy was awful to this woman, right? She he basically forced anal sex on her, and uh, she couldn't walk for a week, and she. She went for a medical exam. She she went and uh, um, uh, 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 reported the assault right away. Everything like that, right? She did everything she's supposed to do, right? And then this guy. So I kind of like this guy sounds like a real dirtbag. And then he admits to it. He said, but he said he wasn't involved in any unconsensual stuff. But he's one of these guys like that John Gameshi, right? And I know other guys like this. They like they think girls like it rough, or they like it a certain way, or they're all a certain way, and that's not the truth. Right? No, definitely <laughs> no. We don't like all like it rough. Well, if you know, no. you some do. Like, right. uh, but we don't all, yeah. Yeah, like I don't know because I don't date a lot of women. But if the guys are dating a lot of women, and you go out and you meet one woman, and she's all of a sudden like, I really like this, you know, like I really enjoy this sort of stuff, you know, I want to be choked. Then I stick be to those women. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but if that, then, but Chen, like a lot of times. Just by the nature of the person you are, you're tr- you find other people that are like who you are, and you can run into the pattern where you just there's so many of these people that are like you are that you think everyone's like you are. Yeah, and, and you don't know until it's too late. Yeah, well, when you slap a girl without asking her or something like that, or choke her when you don't ask her, you know, like that's mm-hmm. big time stuff. Do you think the pornography's doing this to people that they want to do like rougher stuff or like they're more like this? Everything's got to be like hardcore or something like, or you think it's just like a bad egg kind of thing or people not understanding their market or being entitled douches. Like what, what would cause a guy like this Headley guy to think he could take those liberties with that woman? He met a freak like the first time he had sex. That's my theory. Yeah, I think that's what it is with that John Gameshi too, right? Yeah. He just met a freak the first time. And or it you can go down a hole with pornography, right? And you just get deeper and deeper into something that you might like. Not that I would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but, but you would, uh, yeah, you'd find some kink or you just have yeah. to keep doing it because everything keeps ca- Like, and the same thing would be with, with uh, sexual exploits. If you're yeah. like that kind of person, you just keep turning it up a notch, right? Yeah. Keep trying it's an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, it's exactly. Like, you don't yeah. get as the same high from it that you used to. So yeah. you just keep a- adding more things to it, like a donkey or a <laughs> like a, something like that, right? Yeah. You'd yeah. imagine. Well, he's undefensible. The only good thing to come out of this sexual assault is that we will no longer have to hear Headley for a while on the radio. Hooray! So everyone's... Thank you. Douchebag. (laughs) And who do we got left here? Do we do Bill Cosby yet? No. 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 Let's do Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby (laughs) uh, is is, is like... Everyone knows what he did, right? Yes. yes. He gives you jello pudding, pudding and it's got pops. and a drink. <laughs> you gotta be careful what you drink, right? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be very careful. And then he will uh, 
hypnotize you with that eye. <laughs> yeah, I would take his one wall eye and he'll like mesmerize you with this one that doesn't move. <laughs> his eyes are weird now. <laughs> That's a great picture. Yeah. But anyways, my point about Bill Cosby is old as fuck. And he's old, old, old. And when people, in the olden days, men were terrible to women. Agreed? Mm, yes. Yes, different yeah. era. Yes. Different era. It was mm. like ridiculous how terrible they were, right? Yes. And then and then even the way that, so in order for people to treat women like that, they have to think of them differently, right? Like the whole society, like he probably went 60 years of drugging and uh, and like doing, having his way with women, right? Nah, maybe not 60, but say 40 years. That's a long time to get away with drugging and, and like having your way with women, right? Mm -hmm. And allegation after allegation of him getting away with this stuff. And everybody kind of thinks it's cool. He does a bit on Spanish Fly. He's got this idea that it's like a... Aphrodisiac. It's an aphrodisiac. Did he have any allegations against him um, like in the 70s or 80s or 90s? Yeah, yeah. Through there. everything, there was people that knew this in, inside the sh show business. Yeah. It was always a chatter behind the scenes that Cosby was a real dirtbag behind the scenes. Like, he would cheat on his wife. He would... He yeah. would because there's lots of men that don't do that, right? So it doesn't, the era that he lived in doesn't really get him off scot-free, right? Oh, good point, good point. Right? Because yeah. there were so other guys in the same era that didn't drug and... Yes. Yeah, okay, just because society was different and, you know, men were treating women differently than they do now, that, that the things he did were wrong in any era, you know? It was never okay, even then, to drug women. And do things to them, I would say. Even though ridiculous when you just Maybe if yeah. you look at the stats and the percentage of, of, of... But do you there was a time in the 70s where people would roofie girls all the time because it was new. How about that? Well, probably quaaludes and stuff. Quaaludes or something like that, yeah, yeah. And then it was like part of the... Like people would be like, yeah, we go out, we have quaaludes with the girls, and then we have sex, right? And that's like a night out because the drugs were new and they didn't know what they were doing. And meanwhile, then girls would start to get drugged, and then... And then, I don't know. Never okay. Never okay, no. You're not allowed to drug people. Even if you just drug them and you don't touch them, you just look at them, you know, you just look, <laughs> look at them sleeping, that's still, like, a horrible assault. Yeah. Like, if someone drugged me and they didn't touch me, but they just, like, watched me sleep. You're like, you can't control my life for that moment in time. Yeah, that's that'd still wrong. be, like, a horrible invasion. Yes. And the only last dirtbag is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You know, Marky Mark, I just want to say he's on the... Uh, did I do Marky Mark already? Nope. No. No, what did he Mark, do? He didn't do nothing. He was in a movie, and they said um, that he's got to, like... Um, they, they had to do some reshoots at the end, and he got paid, like, $150,000 to do the reshoots. And his co-star, Michelle Williams, she uh, got paid, like, a uh, thousand bucks or something. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so... Uh, but And so they were saying it's, like, how come this guy's getting paid 150 and this girl's only getting paid like a buck? This is an example of how women are not getting paid as much as men, right? And uh, but like the girl also said she would do it for free because uh, she just really wanted the movie done. And the director himself, who's a man, and a lot of other male actors also did it for free. Um, so that uh, it was really just that Marky Mark's agent was better, and he worked this stuff out in the beginning so the guy could get money, and they made it into a pay equity thing, right? And I watched a program about this, and they, there's these bunch of these uh, news ladies, like uh, Fox News or something, like the little blonde girls that are like uh, really serious about everything. They and have a uh, bob cut. 
No, <laughs> they're like hot blondes with the, you know, they're all the same. Fox News. Yeah, yeah. Like Fox News. Anyways, uh, this g- Megan Kelly, I think, was this one, and she's got a couple other hens on, and the and the one girl says uh, that, uh, um, uh, like in 1950 something, women got paid f- uh, like 58 cents to the dollar of a man. And then now, all these years later, they're at 82 cents. That's only like a half cent a year or whatever she said. We can do better. We can do better. And then all the women agree, we can do better. And then they proceeded to say all the ways that men could do better to get women more money. Right? That's that's how I took it. My point is, do women have a responsibility to to get their own money? Or is it... uh, men's responsibility to make sure they get paid as much as other men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. Um, like, as if you're doing the same job, you and me are doing the same job, Lacey, then, then, and I go and ask for a raise and you don't, I'm getting paid more money than you, right? It's like a reward for initiative. Yeah, it's a reward for initiative. And I think most of the time, men are, have a, uh, a partner maybe who's counting on them getting money to like get a better place or whatever to show that they can like live a nicer life and where women uh don't have the same pressure that on that r- they don't have a guy that's saying you need to make more money they have a guy saying you need to like do things more sexually uh <laughs> you know adventurous right we do the things that money can't buy you know like come on like like a like a man would a woman would never go to a man a man a man has to go to his boss and say you know like my uh, wife's sister got a bigger house. I need a raise, you know? you know. But a man never goes to his boss and say, like, uh, you know, my neighbor's wife took it in the ass, you know? I need something for you to get my wife to take it in the ass. And th- it's free. You don't need anything. You just need to convince her over time it's free. It costs nothing, right? But everything a woman wants, wants costs money. So the man has to go ask for more money to get it for her, right? And everything c- a woman can give the man, it all just involves like her generosity with her. And what kind of household is this, where <laughs> the man works and the woman doesn't? Is that what you're saying? No, e- I'm saying even when a woman works, even then, <laughs> even when a woman goes out of the home to work. What are you trying to say that I'm saying women don't work? Are you trying to? G- <laughs> That's how what it that? sounds like to me. <laughs> I'm not saying women don't work. I never once said it. I'm saying that when women are at work, they don't have the same motivations to get that money because there's not a man at home. Like, even though he has a job, too, Dave, both p- people have a job. Are you happy? Okay. Both people in my scenario have jobs. All right. But I'm just saying that the wife's sitting there saying, me and you don't have enough money to get a house like my sister's, right? And the man's saying, I don't give a shit. I'll live in a hole. Uh, are we going <laughs> to fuck or what? <laughs> so do you, do you think it's about motivation or do you think it's about assertion? Are men are more assertive yeah. than women to yeah. push forward and get raises, or do we, and then or do women sit there and go, "Look, boss, look at me, look at how hard I'm working," you know, like recognize me, and then men are like, "Give me a freaking raise." Yeah, I agree. Right? I, I think that's a, I think that's a great point. I think women are the going like this fucking dude should recognize that I'm yeah. awesome, yeah. yeah, and he should just recognize it, and I should get paid more than people that are less good as good than me. And all the bosses are lazy and they're cheap because they have budgets and they have uh, they yeah. don't want to give you money unless they have to. Yeah. So unless you're so aggressive unless, yeah. and making them do it because they're pussies and they are going to give in most likely, they're not going to give you more money. 
Or so a man's more likely to go and like cause that problem, cause yeah. that conflict, conflict and like and resolution. Yeah. yeah. Where a woman's more likely to say that this person should do the right thing and and then get me. pissed off and yeah, like yeah. bitch and complain and get catty and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Cause like the inter yeah. Yeah, that's more the just the nature of the of the of stereotyping the genders. <laughs> yes, there you go. Well Stereotypes. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I'm so uh, I want to thank everyone for coming in today. For the people that trudge through the snow, uh, thank you very much. I want to tell all the dirtbags out there: um, just be nice to girls. It's easy. You just treat them nice, and uh, you uh, just like the song said at the beginning, right? That's you treat right. them. You treat them nice, and then they'll bang you. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you just keep being nice to them, and they'll keep doing it for the rest of your life. You get it all the time, right? Simple. It's perfect. Just stop being like gross. Yeah, don't be like these guys on the wheel. And except, don't except take me. your dick. Out, uh, 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 one thing to do. This is a rule of thumb. Don't take your dick out of your pants and show it to anyone. <laughs> right? No dick pics. Let them pull it out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good rule. Yeah, that's right. Let them undo your like the undo your pants is this key. You were cool, right? Yeah. The girl undoes your pants. So you can you say, Hey, if you if you undo my pants, then that's the that's the mm, key. Yeah. Someone's gonna take that and run. Is, is, if I'm in a position of power is what I'm saying, and I say to you, mm. if you undo yeah, my pants exactly. at any time Is that implied that you you have to then? Well it may it <laughs> Implicate, yeah, implied, and then who knows what happens in the brain of the person who feels they might have to do it. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to get laid by strangers. <laughs> it's so hard. I would screw it up all the time. I'd be in jail right now. <laughs> if I had, I would make a wrong. I don't know how to make a move on a girl. Jesus Christ, Dave. We are complicated. Yeah, I know. Anyway, sorry. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And uh, follow us on Facebook and all that shit. And other than that, hopefully we get our stuff worked out so you can watch us live on fa on YouTube next week. 10 o'clock Thursday. Uh, until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. <laughs>